Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bite Size Reviews. This is a podcast where we rate things on a scale of 0 to 255 in decimal, or 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0 to 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1 in binary. My name is Nita, and this week we will be rating restaurants that started in Atlanta and or the Atlanta metro area. If you do not know, I went to school in Atlanta for college, and on top of that, the area I live in now actually has an original Atlanta-based food place that like moved out and got pretty big. And by that, I don't mean Waffle House. Everywhere has Waffle House, but we, we will be rating Waffle House. Don't worry. I mean Sweet Hut, actually. So Sweet Hut Bakery and Cafe started in, in the Atlanta metro area. I think the first one was on Buford Highway in like 2012 or something, right before I went to college. And there are five, I think, total stores and four of them are still in the Atlanta metro area. Like, I think it's like, you know, Buford Highway and then like Midtown right next to Georgia Tech and Marietta and Duluth. I think those are the four. And then there is one, I don't know why, but there is one in Plano, Texas. And I'm not saying that that makes the DFW area significantly better, but I am saying that makes the DFW area significantly better. Ignore the fact that like, there's also a lot of other delicious uh, bakeries and pastry places. Like, but Sweet Hut holds a very big place in my heart. So the fact that it exists in the DFW area is wild to me. We will be rating it along with three other places I know originated Atlanta and have possibly grown larger than they were supposed to. Or not. Who knows? I, I feel like with chains, you always want it to get big. I might be wrong about that. Who knows? But yeah, so this week we will be rating Sweet Hut, Moe's Southwest Grill, Waffle House, and Mellow Mushroom. There are a lot more food places that started in Atlanta than just that, but I think these are the ones that started there that I actually really like. To put it in perspective, there is an Eater article, an Atlanta Eater article, that talks about 12 restaurants that got their start in Atlanta. I'll link it in the description. Um, it also has like like three more that aren't technically from Atlanta, but like are attributed to Atlanta. For example, the first one on this list is Chick-fil-A. I do hate Chick-fil-A, so I'm not <laughs> going to rate it. I don't like talking about it. It makes me mad. And then the second is Moe's, Southwest Grill. We call it Moe's. The next one is Waffle House or Waho. The next one is Taco Mac Sports Grill, which I also hate with all of my heart. I do not like Taco Mac. I'm not sure if that's actually because Taco Mac is bad or it's just that I can never get out of Taco Mac in a reasonable amount of time. Like every time I have gone to Taco Mac, it has been at least two and a half to three hours. And most of the time is waiting on my food. So I have very similar feelings to Taco Mac that I do steak and shake where it's like, I'm not eating much food. Why am I here for like one and a half hours waiting for said food? But I guess Taco Mac is also a bar. So they expect you to like, you know, drink and watch a football game or something while you're there. I just, I don't like sports. So I don't do that. Fifth on the list was the Great American Cookies. I did debate putting that on this episode, but I thought it might take forever to talk about it because the Great American Cookies on top of Sweet Hut is delicious. And I uh, too much, too much. I only wanted to pick four. Six was Mellow Mushroom. Enough said Mellow Mushroom. You know, we'll talk about it. Seven is Huddle House, which I've never heard of in my entire life. I don't know what Huddle House is, but apparently it was founded in Decatur. So I just didn't pick it because I was like, I don't know what this is. 
The next one is Ted's Montana Grill. I actually don't really like Ted's Montana Grill, but I respect it as, I guess, a steak place. I don't know. What do you get there? It, it like its thing is like it's got like a, a buffalo or a bison, I guess, a bison as its like logo. And it's just kind of weird to me. The next one is Applebee's. I have very mixed feelings about Applebee's because I don't like chain sit down restaurants in general. But Applebee's, for some reason, was like the family go to place when I was a kid. I don't know why. I don't know why they liked Applebee's, but I've got a lot of memories of Applebee's. I just didn't want to rate it. It felt weird. The next one is Flying Biscuit, which delicious. There actually was one here in Dallas, and then I think it shut down right before the pandemic or right during the pandemic, like the beginning of the pandemic, because it was about two to three blocks away where I lived in 2018 which was just wild to me um, that there was a flying biscuit here as well. The next one is Taqueria del Sol. I'm not going to lie. I've never seen a Taqueria del Sol anywhere except the one location that's in Atlanta. So I didn't know this is a chain restaurant, apparently. It does make sense. It's, it's setup is very much that of a chain restaurant. It just It's very confusing to me that it's technically considered one. I've only ever seen one. So if anyone knows where the other Taqueria del Sols are, let me know. The last on this list is another one that I didn't know. It's called Uncle Medio's Mario's Ma- Pizza Joint. You can tell I've never been here because I don't even know how to say it. Uh, it's M-A-D-D-I-O, Medio, Mario, Ma- no idea, no actual idea. However, it says it's a create your own pizza shop and calls itself the Chipotle of pizza. And I feel like if you have to call yourself the Chipotle of anything, you probably shouldn't. Also, I am more of a fan of Fellini's, which is the, you know, create your own pizza shop where they call us the Slice Kids, which is a story for a different day. But that's the 12 on the list. So I picked out four from there. Um, In case you're interested in the extras, the extras on the list are apparently Zaxby's, which got started outside of Athens. You know, go Bulldogs, I guess. But like, don't go Bulldogs. Yeah. I'm a yellow jacket. I shouldn't be saying that. I feel like I'm, I I don't even have school pride, but I feel like if I did, someone would disown me. So it's fine. The next on the extras list is Crystal's, which, you know, technically didn't start in Atlanta, but did move its headquarters, I guess, to the Atlanta metro area. And I feel like Crystal's is one of those places that I talk about a lot with my friends because it was right off campus. And also it, it looks like nobody ever goes to Crystal's, just like just like White Castle, it looks like nobody ever goes there, but like apparently people do go there and it somehow stays in business. And I have no idea why, because I just I just don't understand. I don't. Especially because when I was a kid, we used to buy White Castle burgers frozen and you could just make those at home. So like why, why go somewhere when you can just get it from the freezer section of Sam's Club, you know? It's wild to me. The final extra in this article is Tiavana, which I didn't know. I guess technically Starbucks like owns it now, but it started in Phipps Plaza, which I guess does technically put it as an Atlanta original. That's really cool. I actually don't like Tiavana, but every time I walk by, I like getting free samples. But anyway, uh, so that now that I've told you everything that was in that article and uh, you now know what actually started in Atlanta and what didn't and what I think is a chain and what isn't, even though that's unrelated to this episode at all, we can now talk about the four places I would like to rate off of that list, which are the Sweet Hut Bakery, Most Southwest Grill, Waffle House, and Mellow Mushroom. I am being a little biased. I'm choosing four that I actually like rather than rating things like 
you know, Chick-fil-A and Ted's Montana Grill because I don't want to. But we're here now and we're going to enjoy this. So we're actually going to start with Sweet Hut. It was actually Sweet Hut's 10-year anniversary last week, which was awesome. I actually drove uh, to Plano to pick up some Sweet Hut. Sweet Hut has a lot of memories in my head. I don't actually think Sweet Hut is the best place to get bubble tea or the best place to get pastries, even though I do love the Portuguese egg tarts with all of my heart. I just think it has a lot of memories in my head, and that's why I love it. I think the first time I went to Sweet Hut, because it started in like 2012, right? And I started school in Atlanta in 2013. I think the first time I went to it was like 2014 or 2015. It was like one of the first times I went onto Buford Highway, which is this really long road in Atlanta that has just like almost any cuisine under the sun that you can think about. It's kind of before you hit like Decatur, Duluth, et cetera, like all of the other outskirts suburban areas, Buford Highway is the first place you can really get good, authentic food from almost any culture. It also has our international food market. And it's just a really fun road to drive on. I actually, the first time I drove on it, I think, was a a joke one of my friends and I had where we were going to go find a taco place and to drive there, we weren't going to use any like Google Maps or anything. So we literally pulled out a map, like a physical map, and like followed it all the way to Buford Highway. And that was really fun. But I don't think that was the first time I went to Sweet Hut. I think I went to Sweet Hut for the first time in my fourth year or something. It was just a couple of my friends and I were up, you know, on Buford Highway having some good food. And I think it was either like we were having pho or we were having sundubuchike or something. And Sweet Hut is in that area. So we stopped by and I think I bought like a like a regular custard bun or something. And it was like really good. And I was like, oh, this is delicious. I wish I could have this more. Uh, And then they ended up making one that was like in Midtown. Like Agata, it was either the second or third location. I can't remember if the Marietta location appeared before the Midtown location, but the Midtown location was like two blocks from Georgia Tech's campus. So I kid you not, I walked there all of the time. Not on my own. A lot of times it was with friends, but like walking there was just super simple. And every time I go back to Atlanta now, I'll walk there as well. Or I'll like drive there if my friends live really far. My friends once lived really far from there. But I I almost every time like walk there and it's just, it feels like going home, you know? Like I have so many memories being there. I So many times that I've just walked there with friends and just talked and like hung out till 2 a.m. Because it's like right next to campus. So it was super safe. Or there was one time I think in grad school, I had a friend drop me at the Buford Highway one because one of our other friends, was just like there and they were sad um, for reasons I don't feel comfortable sharing on this podcast. But like I went up there. Sean is the one who dropped me off. Sean, thank you so much for dropping me off at Sweet Hut at like 8 p.m. on like a Thursday. Like, no, I think it was 8 p.m. on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving to go pick up my friend who was not having a great time. And she, uh, I, and our other old roommate just sat there and like, oh, you know, I ordered like four egg tarts because I have a problem and just like ate it. And so I have a lot of memories there. I am really happy that the place I first moved to after graduating has a sweet hut. It makes me feel really at home, even though I don't feel at home here. And I'm also dying of heat most of the time, just like constantly sweating nine months out of the year. But I will go to Sweetheart when I'm starting to feel homesick. It's one of the only things I feel like I can like go to and be like, this reminds me of home. So I really like Sweet Hut. I love 
being at Sweet Hut, actually, the vibe is really nice. The one here in Plano is a little interesting because I'm so used to the one in, in Midtown Atlanta where there are people just funneling in and out all day getting food and drinks. And the one here in Plano is a lot chiller. I When I went this last time, really just wanted to get a bunch of egg tarts. I have a problem, as I've said. And one of the 10th anniversary gifts, I ended up getting the tea jar, which is amazing. I really wanted a tote. Uh, sweetheart, if you're listening, I would love a tote. It'd be great. But I ended up getting one of the tea jars because that's just what they had when I went that day. And it was really interesting to me. It was like a Thursday mid-afternoon, like right after I got off work. And it was just filled with with like high schoolers. And so the sweetheart I know that I go to is never filled with with teenagers it's filled with college students so it's just really interesting to see I guess Sweet Hut's like a really safe place like in Plano it's right next to a grocery store so it might be that parents like drop their kids off there while they go grocery shopping or it's also right next to a um after school study place so they might drop their kid off at Sweet Hut and then they like that kid might like between school and the like after school study place might like stay at Sweet Hut and then go walk over to that. I I don't know, but it was like really interesting to walk in and like very clearly be the only person over the age of 18 besides the people working there. Like it was very strange. I held the door open for like teenagers as they were leaving. And then as I walked in, I could see like a bunch of teenagers and I was like, oh, I feel very old, but I still really enjoyed it. I got my food, as I said. I used to have a lot of the Sweet Hut teas, but I don't drink caffeine anymore. And Sweet Hut is really, really sweet. So I actually don't like getting tea, like any drinks from there in general, because I feel really bad after drinking it. I know you can ask for less sweetness, but I never do that. I really should start doing that because I really do like a lot of Sweet Hut's like slushes and teas and everything. And there are a lot of non-caffeinated ones. It just... Man, I, I'm never going to get over it. I, I just don't. I just end up getting like a bunch of egg tarts, a red bean bun, and usually like a, 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 a barbecue chicken bun and I leave. But anyway, whether or not Sweet Hut has put a net goodness in the world, I cannot say. But I think it's put a net goodness in my world. To rating it, I'm going to give it a one. I also kind of want to argue that it does put a net goodness in the world. It's one of those places, I feel like it, along with coffee shops, are one of those places you can just like go and be for a couple hours and like, you do have to buy something, right? Because you're in like a a store that, you know, provides goods and services. But like you you don't have to buy something expensive. You can literally buy one. I guess it, it might be expensive to someone. I will retract that. But like you can buy one egg tart, which is $2 now. By the way, the prices have gone up. Inflation is killing me. But you can buy one egg tart, which is $2, and then just sit there for hours. And I think that is what a lot of people did in college. I remember... When I would go and sit there and talk with friends, we would be there for two hours and we would eat, you know, quite a bit and then leave. But during that same time, there would be quite a few people who would just be studying and have like one tea or like one one bun or something and just like study and focus there. They have Wi-Fi. It's a really good vibe. Like, I just really like it. Um, on that note, I think it's very enjoyable. I have never had a Sweet Hood product also that I've ever disliked. Again, their their drinks are really sugary, so I don't drink them anymore, but I do really enjoy them still. And um, all of the food items I've had, I've always really liked. I am not allergic to anything there also, which is really nice. I will say, though, I haven't had as many of the hot items. I have had like the popcorn chicken, but that's like it. And I think that's because when Sweet Hut was really starting out, like in the in the Midtown area, the food was available for only a certain set of hours and it wasn't the hours that I would go, right? Like I would go 
after dinner usually to Sweet Hut. And like by then, all of the food items were not available. Um, but now I think they've extended the time, so you could get them at different times. I just don't go to Sweet Hut often because it is now very far from where I live. Um, so it is like a trip to go there. And I know usually when I go there, I also go like grocery shopping. And I try to like lump it with like multiple things. Like when I went to Sweet Hut this past week, I also went grocery shopping and went to like a store that I needed to go to that is only in the Plano area. So I mean, like, you know, you have to bunch it with like multiple things for it to like be worth it. But at the very least, all of the Sweet Huts that I know, which are the Beaufort Highway one, the Midtown one and the Plano one are near things I also really like. I'm sure the Duluth and Marietta one would also be near things that I really like. So it's not that I'm like going there for one thing and then like not going to anything else. For example, the one in Plano is actually near one of my favorite Taiwanese restaurants. So that's really awesome. The one in Midtown is right next to Georgia Tech. So it doesn't matter if it's near anything I like. It is next to the Vortex, I guess. But I, I don't go to the Vortex often because it's expensive. And the one on Beaufort Highway is literally on Beaufort Highway. So it's by a bunch of delicious food. And I think also it's by a bookstore, which I really like. But I digress. I am. I don't think dogs... I'm just going to go with dogs probably don't enjoy all of these places. I will say the Sweet Hut in Midtown, the Moe's in Midtown, and the Mellow Mushroom in Midtown all have like outdoor seating where your dog can be. But for the most part, dogs aren't allowed inside um, unless they're like service dogs. And I feel like most restaurants, people don't like you bringing like your dog. So I'm actually going to give dogs a zero for all of these, even though dogs would like really like all the food that's served at all of these places. We're giving it a zero. Amusement wise, I would say Sweet Hut gets a one. Sweet Hut's ambiance is amazing. I really like it. I'm very biased. And it's just, I, I think a great place for people watching, which is one of my favorite things to do. I love people watching at Sweet Hut. I actually did that the last time I went to Sweet Hut in Midtown was in October when I visited Georgia after a family vacation. And I woke up earlier than all of my friends. So I went to Sweet Hut for like, quote unquote, breakfast. It was like 9am. And I just sat there and I people watched and it was very fun. It was a it was either a Saturday or Sunday. I think it was Sunday that I went and just like you know, you're right next to a college campus. It's really fun to watch who wakes up, what they're buying, you know, what they're doing. It's just really interesting to me. So I think it's very amusing. Sweet Hut is very shareable. There have been multiple times when I've gone and bought like, you know, six, seven, nine, ten different things from Sweet Hut, just brought them back and like given them to people to eat. That was actually one of my favorite things to do um, is to like either go to Sweet Hut or another I guess Atlanta original sublime donuts and like just buy a bunch and give them to people because I think like I feel like the people I know don't usually treat themselves to dessert often they treat themselves to coffee often but not dessert and I'm a big fan of treating yourself to dessert so I love doing that for other people as well. Rehability 100% gets a one. Sweet Hut is very you can go again and again and again. I do all the time and I think it's delicious. I'm gonna give it a personal ranking of one as you can tell I really like it. Cinematicism, though, I, I'm going to give it a zero. I don't think it's appeared in any movies. I also don't think it would work well in a lot of movies. But I really love it. Sweet Hut's one of my favorite bakeries, as I've said. And it actually ranks. It has a decimal ranking of 222 or 11011110 binary ranking. Fantastic. Now that I've talked to your ear off, congratulations to Sweet Hut on its 10-year anniversary. Hopefully the other three will go mildly faster. 
The next one we're going to rate is Moe's Southwest Grill. Moe's Southwest Grill is one of my favorite burrito places. I have a lot of opinions on burrito places because I feel like I've been to a lot of them. And Atlanta had a lot of them. Chipotle, I feel like, is the generic everybody says they like it one. I think it's okay at best. Moe's is... By far, probably my favorite. I feel like I'm always getting the most out of Moe's and it's just the most delicious. And it's also a warm burrito, which I really like. I always like when my burritos feel warm inside and out. And Willie's is not great. I don't like Willie's burritos. Freebird's burritos, I would say, are almost comparable to Moe's burritos. I just feel like Moe's, the ingredients themselves are a little better. And I've eaten a lot of Moe's over the years because Moe's was in Tech Square of Georgia Tech also had a lot of other burrito places, but these are the chain burrito places that I'm thinking of. I also I think I'm more inclined and biased towards Moe's because it's never had like a, a like health issue as far as I'm aware. You know, Chipotle's had like two or three E. coli issues just during the time I was in college. And then Willie's has never had like a health issue, but I've never heard good things about the Willie's locations, you know. Um, they're also always very, very far from where I live. And Freebirds, I Freebirds is a Texas burrito place, by the way, if you're confused. Freebirds is delicious, I will say. But I there's something about going and getting a Moe's burrito. It's just very enjoyable. Also, just very warm. I don't know. I just like it a little better. I also feel like every time I'm at Moe's, I see somebody I know. That might be just the location of the Moe's that I've been at, which is at Tech Square, Georgia Tech. But even after I graduated and like went back to visit, I saw people. For example, this is something absurd. I'm a very absurd person, if you don't know. There is somebody who's three years younger than me. Their name is Max. Max, if you ever listen to this, hi, how are you doing? I hope you're still juggling. I hope you're still enjoying it. Max and I did not know each other super well. We knew each other mildly well. But I would see him, like, everywhere for some reason. Like, I would just see him randomly around campus. Um, We were both in drama tech. And I, uh, the week I was leaving, like, actually graduating grad school, And like leaving Atlanta, I saw him in the Publix, like in Midtown, which is just wild. You don't see people in Publix often. But I told him, I was like, okay, goodbye forever, just like casually. And he was like, oh, okay. Because I'd I'd like never expected to see him again. You know, like chances of seeing somebody again that you only know from college and you don't keep up with are very low. But I came back to visit like six months later and I was eating Moe's with Madeline and Harrison And as we were talking, Max just came up in conversation and I was like, haha, I'll never see him again. And then he just walks past us. Like, I kid you not, we were in this mode, we were laughing, we were talking, and he just like appears. Suffice to say, he worked in the building right next to Moe's, but it was very funny to me. And I feel like that happens all the time at Moe's. I've seen people I went to high school with that went to college with me. I've seen Max, surprisingly. I've just seen the most interesting people when I've been at Moe's and like not expected to. So it's less about people watching, more like accidentally walking to people, which I think is really funny. So yeah, uh, Moe's on the whole, the food is really good. I also, it's, they give you so much that I like never buy the largest portion. So I always feel like I'm saving money, even though I don't know if I am or not. I just feel like I am because I'm buying the smaller portion. So maybe I'm saving like two or $3, but I'm still leaving more full than I expect to. So goodness ranking, Moe's gets a one. It's delicious. It's good. It's amazing. I randomly see people, so also enjoyable. It's just a good time overall. I don't think it's great for people watching, but I will say I think it's good for food and accidentally running into people. Dogs, again, a zero. You know, if somebody wants to fight me on these, again, you can. You're more than welcome to, but I'm going to keep it as a zero for now. Amusement, again, I 
I just randomly run into people. I find that very amusing. Yeah. Also, the yell welcome memos when you come in. I really enjoy that. I love being welcomed into places. Uh, I think the first time it happened, I was very shocked, but pretty good. Shareability, I'm going to give a one, even though I usually eat my own Moe's. I feel like it's pretty shareable. I also feel like it's very easy to get chips and dip somewhere and just share that. And I think burrito places make that very easy. Reability one, I will always go back to Moe's. If a Moe's pops up wherever I live, I will eat it. I love Moe's. Personal ranking, a one. And I'm going to give it a cinematicism of zero. Moe's doesn't really have the vibe that it's very cinematic, to be honest. I love it, but it doesn't. That gives Moe's a 222 as well, or a 11011110 ranking. All right, on to Waffle House. I probably have the most stories about Waffle House, even though I said I have a lot of stories about Sweet Hut. I feel like I have the most stories about Waffle House, but they're all the same, which are, I went to Waffle House. It was really late. Something really weird happened, and then I left. And then I just went home and never thought about it again, and then I went to Waffle House again, and then something weird happened. Waffle House is the place that stuff just happens. There are actually two Waffle Houses near uh, Georgia Tech's campus. There's one on Georgia Tech campus in Tech Square, and then one that was built on... Northside Drive near 10th Street, I think near the end of my college years. Waffle House is somewhere that you go when it's late, when it's early, when you're sober, when you're drunk, when you're hanging out with friends, when you want to eat alone. Honestly, Waffle House is the place to be. You also see the most interesting characters at Waffle House. You get the best stories, honestly. Always get a chocolate milk and then just buy whatever you want after that. It's all going to taste pretty much the same. It's all just breakfast food. I think my first story of Waffle House is actually like the first week I was at college. So I actually lived on East Campus, which is more for sororities and fraternities, but it has almost all of the freshman housing. I lived on East Campus my first semester. I convinced my roommate to stay on East Campus, even though we really should have moved to West Campus. I don't know why I tried to convince her. We really should have just moved. It was not a fun semester, but nonetheless, we stayed there and almost all of our whole hall was rushing, but I still wanted to be friends with people and wanted to try. So when they weren't rushing, I would do things with the people in my hall. So I think the day before rushing or like maybe one of the nights that they didn't have much to do, uh, a bunch of us went over to Waffle House and it was my first time eating there. You can imagine it's a hall full of freshman year girls. We took up three or four of the booths. And all of the rest of them were filled with people, you know, partying, hanging out right before classes start. And I think the first thing I got was hash browns with everything on it. And man, when they say everything, they do mean everything. If you've never gotten hash browns at Waffle House, I don't know what the menu is now. They may have simplified it, but there were like eight or nine or ten toppings. And you don't say you want it with like gravy or whatever. You you say like you want it smothered or covered or you know, chopped or something. And all of those equate to like onions, tomatoes, gravy, you know, stuff like that. Just stuff that you put on hash browns. And that was a trip. I really shouldn't have ordered anything else, but I think I did. I ended up definitely having extras to put in my mini fridge. Starting the long journey I have with Waffle House, there have been times when I've gone to Waffle House at 3 a.m. Waffle House is open 24 hours a day, by the way. I've gone at 3 a.m. after robotics meetings. I once went fourth year with Joan. Hey, Joan, hope you're, hope you're doing well if you're listening. I went with Joan and two or three of the people we were trying to get to join the sound department just as like a bonding thing. I once went, like my third or fourth year, I stopped by a fraternity that one of my friends was in 
uh, we picked him up as well as one of our other friends. It was myself and Harrison. Hey, Harrison, we picked up uh, Tay Tay as well as a couple other people. And we went to Waho. It was just an experience. Just like I never went to fraternities. I never went to parties. So it was just like a lot to take in. I accidentally walked into a house party instead of like his actual fraternity, which was not having a house party. And then we <laughs> walked to Waho. And it was a very different experience. I, even though I lived on East Campus for like four or five months, never got into the partying scene. There are people who definitely did. And and for them, I hope they enjoyed it. I hope they were safe and had fun. But every time I go near it, I get a panic attack. Suffice to say, I don't want to be near that. But going to Waffle House is like the closest I can be within comfort. That's the Waffle House that was on campus, uh, technically on Tech Square. The other Waffle House that got like made... Afterwards, on North Side, I have a lot less stories from because it was there a lot less time. But it's the one I feel like is a little more tame, a little more. You're not going to get drunk college students leaving a fraternity party to go to Waffle House in that Waffle House. You know, a lot of times I've been there for breakfast with friends. Actually, when I visited again, that's where we went and visited. So once you get to like your second year, you start living more on West Campus or out in Home Park for cheaper housing and or to be closer to upperclassmen unless you're in a fraternity and then or a sorority and then you live on East Campus in like your fraternity or sorority house. But the Waffle House on West Side or like North Side Drive, I feel like I have a lot more just like breakfast memories, going to like actually eat breakfast and like talk to people. We had a long discussion about movies once. I once just picked up dessert from there. Um, there's also one on Howell Mill that I think we just picked up pie from once and left. But yeah, I just have a lot of memories of Waffle House that don't really equate to anything except like I ate food there and there's always something going on. Like the thing I respect about Waffle House is that it, you're definitely getting what they say you're getting, which isn't great food to be honest, but it is food and it's a good time with the people you're with. And you can always depend on Waffle House to be open unless... There is a major emergency. One of my favorite things about Waffle House, I feel like everybody knows this, is that it has basically its own method of determining if it's going to be open based on the natural disasters and like everything. So, you know, if Waffle House is open, things are probably fine, to be honest. But if Waffle House is closing down, like the situation in your area is probably pretty severe because they don't shut down for like anything. I think they've shut down a total of two or three times during, you know, my time paying attention to the Waffle House Index, which is what it's called. It's like the severity index of what's going on. But I really appreciate that they have that because it's you can you can judge things based off of if Waffle House is open or not, which is just wild to me. So ratings, Waffle House, I'll give it a goodness of one, enjoyableness of one. I think it does put a net goodness in the world. There's something, there's a place always open that you can eat something that's like pretty decent, honestly. And you can create a lot of memories. It's really interesting, even though most of them, I feel like some of too. I went to Waffle House, I ate okay food and I hung out with friends. Like, that's basically all I can tell you. I also have never driven to a Waffle House. I don't know if that's a different experience than, like, walking up to a Waffle House. I feel like it probably is. There is a Waffle House in a town near my hometown, and it's, like, on the highway. So I assume people stop there when they're on vacation and, like, driving. But I've never stopped at a Waffle House when I'm driving. I always stop at, like, a Taco Bell or, like, a McDonald's, like, something fast. Or just bring food in the car. So I I can't imagine what driving up to a Waffle House is like. I'm going to give this uh, Waffle House a zero for dogs. A one for amusement for sure. I'm actually going to give it a zero on shareability. I don't share my food at all at Waffle House. It's just like my food. 
And I think that's because a lot of it's just very empty calories and I'm going to be hungry in a couple hours anyway. So I like to eat, you know, everything I'm going to get. Reability is definitely a one. You can definitely go back to it. Personal ranking is one. Cinematicism, I'm going to give it a zero. It's got a very iconic look, but I don't feel like it's very cinematic, if that makes sense. That gives Waffle House a score of 214 or a 11010110 on the binary ranking. Okay, the last one we're going to rate is Mellow Mushroom. I don't actually have as many stories about Mellow Mushroom, I'm going to be honest. I've only gotten a Mellow Mushroom two or three times. Quite expensive for being pizza, but it's very good. It's very good. They really know their audience and they have a very specific look. And I really enjoy being in a Mellow Mushroom. They're very chill. But it's just very expensive. Most of the time you'll go, you'll order maybe one, two max pizzas and you'll still spend like $40, which is kind of wild to me. Anywhere that I'll spend like $40 for pizza and like, they are big pizzas, don't get me wrong. But like $40 for pizza and it's not like customizable. It's just, it's a little bit, a little bit much for me. They are very good. I'm going to be honest. I don't have many stories about Mellow Mushroom. I do have one, I guess. In my second year, it was the first time I went to Mellow Mushroom. I think I've only been there two or three times. And I, I mean, like, pizza, pizza is pizza. I feel like I can get pizza anywhere. Mellow Mushroom pizza is good, but so are many other pizza places, if that makes sense, like Fellini's. I think the first time I went to Mellow Mushroom was my second year, in between my first and second year, or between in between my second or third year. One of my friends was going to the Philippines to study for a couple months, and so we spent like two days hanging out. It was very interesting because it wasn't like everyone that this person was close with. It was just like whoever was free, which was very fascinating because it ended up being four of us who like regularly wouldn't hang out together, but it was very fun. We ended up on the first day going to the aquarium for like an hour. And then I think we went to Mellow Mushroom. And then the next day we went to the Coca-Cola Museum and we really should have gone to the Coca-Cola Museum the first day. You really don't need a long time in the Coca-Cola Museum versus like the aquarium you could stand to, you know, have more than an hour in. But we didn't. But we got through a lot in two days that like people who don't hang out together really shouldn't be able to get through that much together. But it was really fun. We went to Mellow Mushroom. I think this is the part that I remember the most because it was the four of us. We all have very different tastes. And we ended up selecting two different pizzas. And they were both very good. But it was just like a very interesting experience. Because Mellow Mushroom's menu is kind of a lot. There's a lot going on, just like in Mellow Mushroom. But when you decide something, you're going to enjoy it. I don't know why. I can't tell you why. It's just always going to be delicious. It's just mildly, um, very expensive, to be honest. You also always have to drive up to a Mellow Mushroom. They're not very accessible. There aren't as many of them. I feel like I'm ragging on Mellow Mushroom more than I'm saying I like it. But the pizza is very good. So I don't have many stories. So this is actually going to be a quick one. Mellow Mushroom... I would give it a goodness of one. It is still delicious. It's also very enjoyable. It's a very fun place to be. It's dogs. I'm going to give it a zero. Amusement, I would say, is a zero, actually, for this place. Mellow Mushroom is very fun to be at, but I don't think it's amusing in any way. When I think of amusing, I think of something else I'm getting out of it. And I don't. I feel like Mellow Mushroom is very much the most restaurant-y place out of here, which is fine. It's very good at what it does. It just doesn't give me anything else. And I really like the enjoyment of maybe people watching or like, you know, seeing people I don't see often or just like, you know, being Waffle House where people come for no reason out of nowhere. Very interesting. But like Mellow Mushroom is none of those things. So, and that's okay. It doesn't have to be. I just like those things. So amusement's going to get a zero. Shareability is going to get a one. You have to share Mellow Mushroom pizzas. Like I don't care what you say. They're too big and they're, they're just 
They're too much. They're delicious, though. Reability. So here's the thing. You can go over and over again. You really can. I just wouldn't suggest it. There are so many other pizza places that are equally as good or better that don't cost as much. I'm going to give it a zero. I'm going to be controversial. If you want to fight me and say Mellow Mushroom has a reability of one, please let me know. Personal ranking, I'm still going to give it a one. It is pretty good pizza, but I'm going to give it a cinematicism of zero. Giving Mellow Mushroom a 202 decimal ranking or a 11001010 binary ranking. Again, it is still very good. It's just not as good as the others, I feel like. And I also don't have as many stories. But yeah, that is the things we're ranking this week. So Sweet Hut and Moe's both got a 222. Putting it in a tie with Green Lizard and Mint Green from the Greens episode where we ranked 10 greens. Waffle House is in 21st place with a 214, putting it above, right? 21st place? Yeah, above LaGuardia Airport, which like fair, and below Pico Park. Mellow Mushroom got a 202 and is in 27th place, which is right below Viridian Green and above Birthday Phone Calls, which like pretty fair. Probably equally as awkward as birthday phone calls, to be honest. Those are the four things we're going to rate this week. It's Sweet Hut, Moe's, Waho, Waffle House, and Mellow Mushroom. Thank you all so much for joining me this week. This has been the eighth episode of the Bite Sized Reviews. If you didn't know, a bite is made of eight bits, and we've had eight episodes. It's been fun. It's been real fun. But I think this is actually going to be the last episode of this season. I hope you all have enjoyed it. It's been a fun four months. We are not going to continue with this. We are going to continue with something else. There's not going to be a new season trailer, though. I'm sorry. Just going to say that. We're just going to switch gears a little bit for the, the next half of the year into season three. But thank you all so much for joining me for these eight episodes where we've ridiculously rated something from a scale of zero to 255 in decimal or zero, 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 zero to one, 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 one in binary. I really appreciate it. It's been super fun. That's all we're going to do. Please let me know um, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, funny jokes, suggestions of what you want to see, ideas for different restaurants to go to that are, you know, whatever city you're in based or if it started there, that'd be really cool. If it became a chain and I could try it out, let me know. Message me at 52 underscore bit podcast on Twitter or 52 bit podcast at gmail.com. The 52 in both of those is numeric. Thank you all so, so much for joining me for this series of the bite sized reviews. I really appreciate it. The 52 bit podcast has completed. The bite-sized reviews season has completed and we will move on to something wonderful and amazing in two weeks. I hope to see you all back for it. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend and I'll talk to you later. Bye.